Harriet Capel had never experienced the damp and disordered sensations of adultery summed up for her by the picture of Deborah Carr and Bert Lancaster, still in their bathing suits, grippingly entwined on the seashore, lapped by playful and ambiguous fronds of foam. Sex had never really been Harriet's idea of fun. She was that rare creature, a natural and contented Puritan, who thought far too many people in the late twentieth century mistook procreation for recreation. The laying down of genes and founding of families were no longer the inevitable consequence of sex, but a matter of choice. To Harriet, this seemed all wrong. Thanks to her late husband's prudence and a well-constructed will, she was, at fifty-five, a comfortably-off widow. Harriet had been a good wife to George. As a child, she had been dutifully affectionate towards her parents, and as a mother, she loved her two sons, who were now grown up. Loved them a great deal. She was fond of her friends, of course she was. She adored Dodo, the family's old nanny. But she had never been in love not least because the whole idea of surrendering to an uncontrollable emotion was alien to her temperament. Secretly, Harriet was afraid of strong feelings in herself and others. Romantic love often seemed like a rather immature sort of play-acting, deliberately embarked on so as to stir things up and make life more exciting. It was late September, and Harriet Cable was packing. She had just finished reading the latest Iris Murdoch novel, investigating what happened when passion hurled the most unlikely characters into one another's path. She wondered why all these people expected to fall in love. Why should it be assumed that this flash of lightning, driving them temporarily insane with mutual desire, was the proper foundation on which to build a future? Harriet thought, people are selfish and unscrupulous when they are in love, and often behave in a thoroughly embarrassing way. Secrets, confessions, scenes, recriminations. And yet, ten years later, when it's all died down and they've rearranged themselves, they don't really seem any happier than before. I'd much rather have self-control and peace of mind. Packing freed her mind to wander while her hands efficiently folded, tucked, smoothed, and arranged shoes, clothes, and gifts neatly in the case. Shoes go in first as a rule. Harriet packed two pairs, the taupe high-heeled ones. Such a beautiful word, taupe. Funny that it should mean mole in French, and moles are a velvety...